Ready? Go. Hey everyone, this is Heather Whaley. And this is Frank Whaley. And this is episode 35 of the Podemicast. Today is Tuesday? No, Monday. Is, Wednesday. Uh, today is Wednesday. Hump day. You know why it's called hump day? No. It's the day the No, I'm cutting that. Do you know what the uh, Webster, Miriam Webster <laughs> word of the day today is? No, I don't. And I'll bet dollars to donuts you don't know what this word means. Okay. Although it can be applied to you. The word is obstinate. Obstinate? It's like I it's pronounce stubborn. it obstinate. It's like stubborn, headstrong. Um, Can you spell it? O b s t i n a t e. Obstinate. That's incorrect. No, it's not. It's spelled O b s t i n a t e. That's what I said. Nope. And do you know what it means? Yes, I just told you what it means. Go ahead. It means stubborn, headstrong, refusing to. No. According to the dictionary, it means stubborn or not easily subdued <laughs> or removed. You're wrong once again. I can't believe you thought I wouldn't know the word obstinate. It's pronounced obstinate. It's so smart for your own good. The town of Westport, Connecticut is using drones to surveil the community. Drums? Drones. Oh. Drums would be scary. Yeah. If they were like going through the... Like that? Yeah, like the police with the huge drums marching through the streets. Yeah. That's very scary. Mm-hmm. But they're using drones, which is also scary. Yeah. I guess to spy on people to see who's not doing social distancing. Good for them. I'm all for it. Are you? Yeah. I don't, I don't want people getting me killed. I don't want... bullshit. I don't want the police using drones to spy on us, though. What, what else is new? Police have been abusing their power for as long as they've been police. What's the difference? F the police. That's what I say. Yikes. Those are some strong words, Frank. Why? You're assuming F means something bad. Yeah. What do you mean by F? Friend. Befriend the police. Yeah. Okay. Fondle gently a policeman if you see them. But F the police is exactly why you don't want them using drones. Look, I don't want anybody to do anything except what they're supposed to do. So right now, all you idiots, just stay in, okay? We're all going broke. We're all bored. Everybody's heart's broken. Right now, this week is when we're supposed to have the peak here in Connecticut. I feel like I reached my peak in the 90s. You know what we missed yesterday? I meant to mention Yesterday was April 21st. you know whose birthday it was yesterday? Who? Tony Danza. Oh. Yeah. I wrote a play about Tony Danza. Yep. I wrote a play about some people that kidnapped Tony Danza, and it's called Who's the Boss Now? Did you put now like that in... in Italics. Oh. Who's the Boss Now? Who's the Boss Now? Tony Danza. That was a funny play. You've worked with Danza a couple times. Over the course of my illustrious career, I've had the opportunity to work with Tony Danza on three occasions, at least. I can name them. You did that Netflix show, The Good Cop, that he was in. Yep, that was the most recent. He was in Glam, the wonderful Glam. You're talking about... Directed by Josh Evans. Wow, Josh Evans shout out on the broadcast. That scene with you and Ali McGraw was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I'm not sure I want to talk about of all the... (laughs) Uh, over my 30-plus year career and the hundreds of motion pictures, me, I'm not sure if that's the one I want to I want to isolate. To let me see if I can name the third thing you did with Dan. Glam with Ali McGraw. And uh, actually, that movie was, with all due respect to Josh Evans, it was Tony Danza, Ali McGraw, John Cryer. It was a cast of thousands in that movie. What's the other movie I did with Tony Danza? Okay, was it The Winner? No. Was it... Don't start naming all the horrifyingly bad movies I've done, please. 
something you did with I don't you. remember the name of it, to be honest with you. But okay. I know that I filmed it in upstate New York somewhere. It also featured, who's the guy from 16 Candles? Anthony Michael Hall. Anthony Michael Hall. You worked with him twice also. He was in that The Dead Zone. Good God. God this is Frank. so depressing. This is the worst hump day I've ever had. One time, Frank and I were walking in New York. We passed a restaurant, and inside we could see Tony Danza eating. And it was like summer, so all the windows in the front of the restaurant were open. And we stood on the street, and Frank was yelling, were you yelling Danza or were you yelling than, Tony? Worse, worse than that. I had done the, the Ali McGraw movie with Tony Danza, and you and I were sort of in our early days. And I wanted to impress you, and I said, hey, there's Tony Danza. I know him. And you said, oh, really? I don't think you really cared. And I said, yeah, I know him. Tony. And I yelled Tony at least. Like 16 times into the restaurant. At least. And you were like, could we just go? And I was like, no, 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 no. I know him. I know him. And you were yanking my arm. Stop. Stop. And I was just insisting. Tony. And he just refused to acknowledge. Yeah, he didn't look up at all. Because I'm sure that happens to him every five seconds in New York City. He's an icon, Tony Danza. Rufus Wainwright was staying at the Chelsea Hotel, which was just down the block from where we lived in New York. And every time we'd see him on the street, we'd shout, Rufus! And he'd turn around and we would just pretend like it wasn't us that did it. Right. That was a game we played almost every day. When our children were very young, you were pushing a baby stroller and this woman refused to get out of your way and you shouted, Skanky whore! Oh my God. It was my, one of my favorite moments. It wasn't that she refused to get out of my way. I think she slammed into the stroller. She did something. She yeah. did something inexcusable for you to call her I that. don't call someone a skanky whore just because they won't get out of my way. Right. That would make me a monster. Right. No, you've called my mom a skanky whore. Get out of my way, you skanky whore. Right. Well, anyway, happy birthday, Tony Danza. We talked to your mom last night. I should have slapped him around more when he was younger. That skanky whore. Do you know who's responsible, partly, for spreading the coronavirus? Stevie Wonder. Not that I know of. Okay. Not that I know of. I'm not going to let Stevie off the hook entirely, but Sean Hannity. Oh, right. This is from Fox. Using both a poll of Fox News viewers over age 55 and publicly available data on television watching patterns, they calculate that Fox viewers who watched Hannity rather than our old friend Tucker Carlson, but Mm -hmm. ham-faced Tucker Carlson was at least telling people that this coronavirus was something bad, Mm -hmm. whereas Hannity said it was a hoax. Mm-hmm. So those who watched Hannity rather than Carlson were less likely to adhere to social distancing rules and that areas where more people watched Hannity relative to Carlson had higher local rates of infection and death. Good riddance to him. Thanks, Hannity. Good riddance. Thanks. Yeah, I'm actually happy he's, he's ridding us of a bunch of I'm so glad morons. that our president pays such close attention to his top advisor, Sean Hannity. Right. Who's getting people killed. Speaking of, you know who's behind those protests that are happening all over the place? Let me guess. Stevie Wonder. Not that I know of. Again, I, as far as I know, I have not seen Stevie at any of those protests, nor have I seen any sort of propaganda from are Stevie you, Wonder. Do you keep saying seen because he's blind? And are you making No, I'm him? saying what I've seen. Go ahead. Oh. Donald Trump is behind those protests. It's all part of his plan to get reelected. Of course. He can't have his rallies. He's staging them elsewhere. They're playing on the fears that people have, and they're stoking this sort of false patriotism in them. This guy who's like on Trump's task force right. for reopening everything. He said, this is your moment to be Rosa Parks. It all goes back to early on, we read a quote from the great Paul Williams. He said that this is our duty as American people, an act of love, but also it could be construed as an act of patriotism. If you're truly a patriot, then you'll protect Americans. 
your fellow Americans. Our son was getting really frustrated when people keep comparing this to a war. Kids being sacrificed by staying home, not going to school, missing graduation, missing prom. It's not the same as being shipped off to Vietnam, certainly. But at the same time, this is something that's here in our community. And people are dying just from trying to live their lives. Right. Anyway. I wonder how Stevie Wonder's doing through all this. It's got to be tough on this kind of thing. Well, Stevie Wonder's probably got a lot of handlers and stuff like you were talking about where we used to live. And another place that was nearby was the Home for the Blind. And I can't imagine, like, sheltering in place and Home for the Blind. I was always very kind to the blind people in our neighborhood. Yeah, right. This has been kind of a down episode, so maybe tell a funny anecdote. An- anecdote? Anecdote. 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 Antidote. This is the antidote to the boring podcast, Frank's story about his... You're being obstinate again. Being His being a total jerk to blind people. No, no, no. Well, I guess it's all all a matter of how you interpret this story, but we lived in an area that was situated close to the home for the blind, so there was lots of blind people that we had to help across the street, and we were happy to do it, and they were very sweet, nice, kind citizens. But one day, my son and I, my son was maybe seven or eight, we were walking home from the store, and I had a bundle of wood on my shoulder and two bags of groceries, one in each hand. Hang on a second. You had a bundle of wood on your shoulders and a grocery bag in each hand. Correct. You were just balancing the bundle of wood? Pretty much. And so your hands are down at your side with each one having a grocery bag and a bundle of wood balanced on your shoulders. Strong as a motherfucker. Okay. And so this blind person walked by with a cane, And somehow, as wide as the sidewalk was, my foot got caught up in that person's cane, and I lost my balance, so I threw the wood and fell on the ground, and I bent the person's cane. That's awful. It was terrible. And then the person asked if I could help them, because they'd gotten a little bit turned around through the melee. Melee? Melee. Melee. I'm mispronouncing all kinds of words today. Because I had hurt my knee and also I was tired and I wanted to get the groceries home for dinner, I told them, I would like to help you, but I'm also blind. God, that's awful. It's so awful. I do regret it. And you know what? Our son tells that story to this day and he just shakes his head. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to the blind community. As you know, I've been donating lots and lots of money to the blind and also donating a lot of my time. You are partly blind. Yes, I am. In one eye. Blind to the ways of mankind. There was a, uh, a quote from Curtis Blow. Blind to the ways of mankind. Turn stick up, kid. Look what you done did. You got sent up for an eight-year bid. Name that tune. I can't name that tune. I do know how to pronounce melee, though. I can pronounce hump day. All right. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.